Hey girl, you're about to get cozy in Aaliyah's Corner. So grab that wine, grab that tea, and let's get cozy. What is up, homegirls, and welcome back to the Cozy Chat Podcast. Thank you so much for tapping in to the season finale of season three, which is so crazy because I feel like this season just flew by. But I think we are going to end it on a very high, healthy, batty note, okay? And we have a special guest with us. I'm not gonna waste any time and I'm gonna have her introduce herself. Hello, Kiki, how are you? Oh, I'm so good. What an honor to be the finale. No pressure <laughs> to me, but this will be the best conversation ever. So. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. So Kiki, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Where can the homegirls find you and about a little bit about the work you do? Totally. Yes. So I am, I refer to myself as an intuitive eating coach, although deep down, I kind of hate that term because I feel like my method is a little bit different. Uh, but for those listening, probably if you hear the words intuitive eating, mindful eating, you know, food freedom, those kinds of things, it sort of summarizes what I do. I help women struggling with any sort of eating issue, um, weird gut issues that they feel like have some sort of emotional component and really teach them the method that I learned to uh, really develop a healthier relationship with food. And I'm not talking about only eating healthy food, definitely right. um, not, but more so really making what I call connected choices. And it all really stemmed from my own uh, levels of disordered eating. I never really resonated as having an eating disorder, although now looking back, I probably did. But mm-hmm. um, I definitely had various forms of disordered eating that um, that I really needed support in in getting out of. And so now I'm really lucky to have healed my own relationship with food and I get to, to do it with other women as well. That's amazing. Oh, in terms of how to find me. Yes. Um, um, I, uh, I'm on, I love Instagram. I know I should love TikTok more, but what can I say? I'm old. Um, so <laughs> I'm on Instagram, Kiki underscore Athanas. And I also have a website, also Kiki Athanas. <laughs> Perfect. That's so funny. So um, before we pressed record, homegirls, Kiki and I were talking and I was saying to her that when we were in conversation to schedule this and she was telling me about her mission and her message that it resonated with me a lot. And I had opened up to her, as you guys know, that I had a BBL back in 2021. And I'm very open about my own relationship with food and body image. I've had a few episodes talking about getting a BBL. You know, I wasn't comfortable in my body. So after surgery, got it, love my body, but I still have my own goals and that sometimes I have to break the mirror and not be so consumed with what I look like and feeling guilty about what I eat. And I don't want to be on a, it's not called a diet. I'm just doing a lifestyle change. And we put this pressure on ourselves. So I just wanted to give that context for this episode and why I think this is so special to me and to have Kiki here tonight, because I know this is something that I'm currently struggling with and that I've have openly discussed on the podcast. So hopefully homegirls, you guys can resonate with this too and come out feeling inspired. And I think that's the mission of this episode that we're going to achieve together, Kiki. I feel good about it. totally agree. There is going to be no, I'm definitely going to try to bring as many practical strategies and tools as possible, but we're definitely not going to talk about meal plans or what you shouldn't be eating, <laughs> any of that, right. because yeah. that, is, yeah, that is not, not, not good stuff. Right. Yes. So I heard, so in the beginning, you talked a little bit about your relationship with food and 
your body. So can you tell me more about that? Cause it sounds like it was a journey for you. That wasn't always positive. Oh no. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> the century. Um, yeah. So, um, so essentially it all really started when I went off to university, I, uh, left home and started living on my own. And that meant that I was able to buy my own groceries and start working out and doing all of these kind of quote unquote healthy things from a place of pure joy and love for myself. And um, I felt good. I started to look, you know, aesthetically better. And uh, that was all really great until it started to consume me. And I got all of these compliments on, oh, Kiki, you're losing weight. You look so good, blah, 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 blah. And I got it in my head that it's like, oh, okay. Like my purpose in life is to be healthy and slim. And so I just need to focus all my attention on that. And um, I was genuinely very interested in the wellness world. And so it wasn't hard for me to kind of like, oh, like what, what's the new trendy diet? What's the, you know, what's going to make me healthier? What 17th ingredient should I put in my smoothie? Right. Um, and yeah. that was all, you know, fun until it really did start to consume me. And I felt like, hmm, like I'm known as this health expert. I, I also was working in media and various sort of um, health startups and, and talking about, you know, I was doing recipe development for healthy cafes and things like that. And so everyone saw me as this really healthy, inspirational wellness figure. And behind the scenes, I was actually kind of struggling because I felt mm -hmm. like, you know what, I think about eating too much. Um, I think, or I think about not eating, like basically my entire life is consumed with either thinking about eating or thinking about not eating. And I lost that ability to just tune into what do I feel like? Am I even hungry? Am I even full? Because it became such a head chatter mess. Um, and I lived like that for years. And I, even though I knew there was a problem, I didn't want to fix it because I was so nervous about either gaining weight or giving up, you know, my, my health, which was so important to me. And I felt like, no, I don't want to just surrender and eat what I want or just have a normal relationship with food. I don't want to be normal. Like, uh, so it wasn't until I started binge eating, I started overeating because I was in such deprivation all of the time. Um, and I started having different uh, various gut issues, which basically um, left me quite prisoner to my home because I never knew my stomach was going to react in a weird way. Um, and that's when I was like, okay, you know what? I actually need to fix this because it's no longer healthy. I'm now overweight and all I do is, is worry about what I'm eating. And yet, yeah. you know, my friend who just sits here and eats pizza next to me is slim and healthy and not worrying about it. And here I am, you know, binge eating kale salad. Um, and so uh, yeah, that's really how it all happened. And um, although I've always been in the wellness world, I feel like now I'm finally in it from a place of truth and from a place of, no, this is real wellness. It's not subscribing to any particular set of rules or feeling like life has to be so expensive and all of these supplement regimes and all of that, like real wellness is happiness and it's being in your path and in your aligned life and you know and not having food issues because when there are food issues it really does mean that there's life issues mm. and I see that so clearly now wow well first off we have to give you your clink clink clank okay because Kiki that that was your bad bitch testimony <laughs> period Kiki Be seriously because you and then the thing about it is you never know who you're inspiring so whoever we have girlies that we that I don't know personally thousands of girlies listening to this and I can guarantee that we have a homegirl out here listening that is going through what you just explained 
So I think that's what I'm saying with, I just believe this is so impactful. So I do have a question that I'm curious about. And you talked about, you know, your style of eating and then you had friends and they could eat it and they, they seemed that, you know, they were fit or, or whatever. So what was your community around you? Like when you were going through that? Yeah. So it was so interesting. Um, I think I really was influenced by, I was following all of these different wellness influencers and experts. And a lot of them were also my friends and we would sort of feed into our own um, disordered eating in a way, although we didn't call it that there's now a term for it. It's called orthorexia and it's essentially an obsession with clean eating. Um, so, you know, for, for myself, I was never starving myself. I was never like purging or anything like that, but, um, it really did. I had a lot of anxiety around food and I definitely, um, I, I could, we, it all fed into each other, so to speak, no pun intended. Um, and, uh, and then I, on the flip side, I could also see so clearly the people around me that actually had a healthy relationship with food. And that didn't mean that they were drinking green smoothies every morning. It meant that they would, I could tell they were just wait for hunger and then they would eat something that they you know, life, and then they would move on with their life. Mm -hmm. And seeing that was almost triggering for me because it was like, wow, I remember a day when I used to just kind of, food was just this enjoyable thing, but it didn't, you know, consume my world. It was just that I use to, you know, move through the movement of my life and fuel and nourish myself. And yes, I enjoyed it, but it wasn't a huge big deal like it is now. And, um, and so I think it was it was quite interesting to see, and I think a lot of people would not be perhaps surprised at you know what I consider a healthy relationship with food. It doesn't mean that you're you know eating all these quote unquote trendy health foods. It actually just means that you're really honoring the feelings in your body. And I always bring up the example of oftentimes men do this a lot better. You know they'll if they're hungry. It doesn't matter. It's like. 6 a.m. or you know 12 p.m. So, oh, yeah. I'm gonna eat right and and as women we're kind of oh no it's too early right what am I gonna do it's too late I don't want McDonald's it's 10 o'clock but wait I don't eat breakfast tomorrow till 11 I'm stressed so sorry to interrupt this episode homegirl but I have to put you on to that new new are you a bestie And if you're looking like Aaliyah, I have no idea what a bestie is. Let me put you on. So only available on Spotify is where you can subscribe to Bestie Content, which is exclusive episodes just for you every week. And we cover hot topics, current events, advice. We have giveaways, girl, and so much more. So it is a chance for me and you to get even closer every week. And it's only available through Spotify. Okay, so click the link in the description and subscribe today. You do not want to miss out. Okay, back to the show. That's exactly <laughs> this whole strategy, this whole thing. You're like, oh my God, right? And and the thing is, is that rules of eating always end up leading to overeating in the end. Mm-hmm. Because you're essentially in this state of deprivation, and the body always wins. And so when you tell yourself you can't have something or can't have something at a certain time, guess what? You want it, right? Right, right. And so you really do have to. There's a there's a component of surrendering, and I'm not saying that. The way that I teach the method is just like, oh, just surrender and love yourself, move on. Absolutely right. not. You need a structure, you need a framework. But at the same time, there is an element of, um, you know, actually just letting yourself trust yourself. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that, Kiki. So you talked a bit about that, the 
the eating styles. And if you overeat, it can come from feeling. It can be very um, an emotional based decision. So I'm sure you work with a variety of women that are coming from different walks of life, different paths. So what do you see in women that causes them to build these unhealthy relationships? Like what are some common themes that you've, that you've noticed? I love how you asked that question in the sense of common themes, right? Because it's absolutely different for every woman. Um, and we all have, and we all have to, to do the work of really pulling out what are the, I call them non-value-based beliefs that are operating in my gut, in my body, that are driving me to eat out of order. And by out of order, I mean when you're not hungry or taking yourself past the point of feeling good, right? And so for in terms of the ones that I see most often, um, there's this underlying belief that, oh, well, you know, intuitive eating will work for everyone else, but not me. Like I have X, Y, Z, I have this gene or, well, you know, I'm, uh, my parents were always large or whatever it is. There's this mm. underlying belief of, oh, but I need to try harder than everyone else because it's almost like they're resisting this innate health that is already available to them, right? The body wants to be healthy. It wants to be relatively slender. I always say it doesn't, it doesn't mean we all need to be French models. No, right. Mm -hmm. different shapes and sizes, but the body isn't, you know, dying to have all of this excess, right? And so it's really coming back to this truth of, I don't have to struggle. I don't have to deprive myself in order to be healthy and in, in order to be in a body that I enjoy and that I also enjoy, you know, the look of. Um, and that's okay to also have aesthetic pursuits. I'm not here to say like, oh my God, it's so horrible if you want to look a certain way. No, mm -hmm. like we live in a society where for a lot of us, that does kind of matter. And I don't mm -hmm. think that we should be shamed into feeling like it's so bad if we want to have a certain body. Of course, there's an element of we need to be kind and relatively realistic. And we all have different um, bone structures, of course. Um, but it's okay if you if you feel like you're carrying excess and you're like, you know what, I think I, I, I'm ready to let this go. I, right. I don't believe there's shame in that, if it's your choice. Um, and so some of the other ones in terms of these, these myths are oftentimes just of the time, right? So right now, the most common ones are intermittent fasting, right? And so, oh, you know, if I eat all the time, it's bad. With that said, I work with women that still believe the opposite. They still believe, oh my goodness, no, I have to eat every two hours and I have to snack all the time in order to be thin. Um, and so it's so interesting. It's whatever we believe just becomes true for us. And whatever you know, content we've consumed, we then use that as like, oh my God, okay, well, this is the Holy Grail. Um, but it's really letting it be right or wrong for you, right? We can still consume all of this different knowledge and information as inspiration and try it on for size with us and really um, honor and prioritize that feeling, that visceral sensation in our body of like, is this working for me? And is this working for me right now, right? Because there are certain ways that I eat and then they change a little bit based on my activity levels, based on you know um, how old I am at the time, right? Things can change. And I think, mm -hmm. Um, especially as women, we can we can be so good at kind of training ourselves out of just feeling what feels good for us because we sort of don't want to trust that because that seems a little bit scary and we might make a mistake or whatever. Right. So we're kind of willing to give up the rules to other people. And ultimately that means that we're giving up total choice. And choice is really the cornerstone of 
freedom, independence, and your identity. And I always say the gut holds the core identity. And so if you give up choice, then how can you feel aligned in your purpose and, and in your own body? Absolutely. Well stated. I love that. And what, what um, popped into my mind as you were talking about those themes is like, I'm in therapy currently big advocate for therapy. And what I talk about a lot on the podcast is that you have to be in a place to be receptive, to be accountable, receptive to try new things, receptive to challenge yourself. And I can imagine that if I'm coming to you, Kiki, and I have this very delicate, complex relationship with food and wellness, that if I come to you, maybe what you could tell me seems super, super scary or like, I don't know if I'm ready for that or what, you know, like, huh, like, what should I do? So based off of your experience, what space do you think a woman should be in when she's like, you know what, I want to come to Kiki, I want to utilize her skill set to help me with this. Where does she need to be? Yeah, great question. So um, in terms of the women that I work with and the process that I use to really help them come back to true intuitive eating, um, and that doesn't mean just eating whatever you want, whenever, but, but right. you know, in order eating, right? Using food as nourishment when you're hungry to care for the physical body. Um, there has to be an element, I wouldn't say a des desperation, but there has to be this element of acknowledging that it's like, okay, I am out of touch with trusting myself. I am, ex I, food is causing me stress, anxiety, um, perhaps there are gut issues going on and I'm willing to do whatever it takes to change. Mm -hmm. And um, my process is quite intense in the sense of it's daily, right? I'm never asking you to um, have a food journal. I really don't believe in that because I feel like that can feed more into obsessiveness around food and it's definitely right. to, um, to encourage. Um, but there is a reporting process involved. So there has to be this element of like, okay, I am willing to at least for a second believe that I might be, I might be available to health. I might be, um, how can I put this? There is, there is this possibility that I could be okay without needing to diet, without needing to give up all of my freedom. Because for instance, I can't work with a woman that's just like, oh no, but you know, I have to eat keto and this, this and that. And you know, I just need you to give me a meal plan. It just won't work. There has mm -hmm. to be a willingness to surrender. And I get that it's so hard because I resisted it for so long because I was like, I don't want to surrender. Like, I don't want to <laughs> Right myself like you know um and so you know I definitely it's okay if you're scared um but but you need to also I say like you know you can either you can either be a victim or you can see the light at the end of the tunnel right so I guess that's sort of how I'll wrap it up with that question it's like I need you to see the light at the end of the tunnel where it's like deep down inside your gut so to speak believes that it's like you know what maybe there could be a better way but, you know, that is possible. And I think the other thing that I want to say on that is a lot of the women that I, that I work with these days, they, they act like hunger is this really painful, horrible sensation. And I'm not saying that it isn't for them, but I want you to know that that's not hunger. That's other stuff going on. That's you out of your alignment with life. That's you with stress. That's you, that's you causing the inflammation in your gut through your thoughts, right? And that isn't hunger. And I want you to start separating hunger from stress, from anxiety, from these things, because oftentimes you're using food to cure all of these other ailments, but it's like, no, 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 no. That's, 
to, to cure all of that, you know, as you said, therapy, right? Mm -hmm. um, mindfulness, um, you know, being calm. We, we do all these things through our thoughts and through our actions. We can't use food as the medicine for everything. It's so interesting that you brought that up because I was actually watching a sermon. I was in church mm -hmm. and um, he had talked about that specifically in my community, the black community, that sometimes we do everything with food. We pair everything with food. Someone got a new job. Let's go out to eat. Someone passes away. We're eating. Some holidays. We're eating. L you know, DJ graduated kindergarten. We're eating. You know, just how we were raised and like to touch what you had mentioned. It's some, some things we haven't even come to terms with that have been instilled in us. And it's program that we're just so used to that we have to break it, almost like a generational curse right it's just a new way of thinking a new way to approach food and your relationship with food and I can tell you that just listening to you especially emphasize the emotional connection that there is with food I just I just relate to that too much but also giving myself grace with it you know and um, understanding that I can eat this and it doesn't mean that I'm going to be big as a house tomorrow. Like it's okay, you know? And, and I think that's the big thing. And I had talked about that. Uh, I think on my story, it was so funny. I worked out that morning and I went to Chick-fil-A and I took a picture of me in the Chick-fil-A line. And I said, homegirls, this is your sign to get the Chick-fil-A. Like it, it, it's about balance, <laughs> like eat the Chick-fil-A, eat, you know what I'm saying? Don't deprive yourself because that's what happens. And that's me with chocolate. I love sweets. I'm willing to eat super clean all week so I can have a, a treat. Like I need something sweet or even sometimes I, I do it with balance, right? Like I would love a whole brownie, but instead it's like, okay, well, let me, let me eat clean. But then instead of a big brownie that can be all these calories and I'm like, okay, well, I don't want to deprive myself and not do anything sweet. So I get like the little Hershey bar. So it's like all things just that, that it's give and take and then making choices that you feel comfortable with. Because what will happen is I would feel satisfied in that moment that like, okay, cool. I got the brownie and I'm happy. And then it's like, I look in the mirror and it's like, damn, I should not have eaten that brownie. And then what happens? I pick. Now I'm looking at my arms. Now I'm looking at my stomach. Now I'm like getting sad. Now I'm texting. Now I'm texting my boyfriend, looking for validation on my body. It, that that's that's the truth, you know. Yeah. So I just really appreciate you saying that because that's very real. I know it's very real for me, and it does. It comes in to that point where it's like I don't want to. I don't want to be super hyper focused on this. So let me come to Kiki. <laughs> Let me come to Kiki now to have her help me help me through this. You know, yeah, I love that example with the. I, I've never been to Chick Fil A because I um, uh, I'm Canadian and it only just got to Canada. I think it's in it? I, I left by the time we got there, so unfortunately it's not in Mexico. So I don't really know what you're talking about, but I think I have an idea. Oh, Kiki, um, we gotta get you some Chick Fil A, girl. I'm, yeah, I'm missing out clearly. Um, but uh, but yeah, but it's 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 really turning around that belief of like, oh, because I eat Chick-fil-A or whatever it is, I'm going to gain excess weight or whatever it is. Like, no, that's not how excess weight happens. We, we, we create excess weight when we're eating, when we're not hungry or when we're eating past the point of feeling good, right? Satiated, fully satiated, or what I call balance, right? Mm -hmm. That's what causes excess. It doesn't mean that if, if, if it's Chick-fil-A or if it's kale, right? Right, exactly, exactly. So yeah, the big takeaway is don't deprive, don't deprive yourself. So Kiki, I, I'm, I would like to hear from you because this, everything we're discussing, I believe is a part 
of self-love, loving yourself to take care of your temple. You work with a lot of women. So what would be your main tip for women who are struggling in this department to kickstart that, that process to begin to love themselves? Yes. And I totally, totally agree. All of this, it comes back down to worthiness, right? And I want you to ask yourself, how would I show up today, tomorrow, the next day, if I was my number one priority, if feeling good in my body was actually the number one thing that I needed to get done that day or accomplish that day, right? Whether you're a mother or, you know, a sister or a teacher, whatever it is, right? Um, A student, you know, how would you show up? What would you do? What would you eat? Like, how would you make your choices if, it was so naturally effortless to you to actually just be of worth, right? Because ultimately, if you well and truly loved yourself and showed yourself that respect, you wouldn't be under eating and you wouldn't be overeating, right? You would eat to feel good, right? And so, and sometimes I even have to ask myself, you know, uh, for instance, if I have a particular dream or a goal or whatever, I'll always come back to how would I wake up? How would I feel this morning if it was already true, right? And then live out of that place. Now the girlies are in the car or in their room or whatever, and they're manifesting, they're seeing future self, they're seeing healthy self, wellness self. And that's what we wanted. Okay. That's what Kiki left us with. And that's what we want. <laughs> so Kiki, thank you so much for taking the time to talk through this with me and and have us start to feel comfortable enough to have the conversation even really you know a lot of people may not even feel comfortable talking about how they can feel guilty after they eat it's it's a weird it's a weird space to be in so I appreciate you joining me to just start to unravel and break the barrier so we can we can talk about it and have girls feel more comfortable. So definitely share with us again, where they can find you, your website, your services. And so you can go to kikiathanis.com. I actually have a really cool, I just did it last month. It's called an intuitive eating express guide. Um, and that kind of gives you a walkthrough of my process and my method, whether you're kind of struggling or maybe wanting to learn a bit more, it could give you a nice sort of introduction to the process and then again you can find me on instagram kiki underscore athena well thank you so much kiki for joining homegirls be sure to follow her check out her instagram be sure to look at the um description of this episode everything will be linked and tagged there thank you so much homegirls for listening and i will see you all next week oh actually no i'm gonna see you all in season four because we just wrapped season three clink 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 All right, so thank you, homegirl. See you in season four. Bye.